Talia. Welcome to Good Luck Charlie. Just like you, I'm on the journey of self-discovery and I'm daily trying to learn what it means to find balance, create lifelong friendships, chase my dreams and invest in my future. So here's what I'm learning and loving on this crazy path of life. I'm so glad you decided to join me. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Good Luck Charlie podcast. I hope you are all doing okay, and I hope that you've learned something recently, that you can think of tons of things that you love, and that overall, you are just grateful for the life you get to live, even though it's really hard and can be really annoying sometimes. I get it. I'm right there with you, but gratitude helps. Going on walks helps and just grounding yourself and learning to find peace helps. So this week's episode is all about six month update on my goals, my 2021 goals. But it's also just to be like, are you kidding me? How are we halfway through the year? But honestly, I get it because it feels like it's been a long year and I feel like I've changed so much from the start of the year and Christmas seems like forever ago. So therefore, it does make sense in my head that it's almost July. So yes, this week's episode I thought was the perfect opportunity to think about everything that I've learned so far this year and everything that I've done and worked towards to complete some of my 2021 goals. But if you've listened to a few of the podcast episodes, you would know that I do not like setting goals. I don't really like the idea of goals and I don't like how they can confine you and make you feel like you're not achieving anything and how they can make you feel like you're not getting to the destination that you wanted to or yeah, they can make you feel like you're not doing well. So I prefer the idea of intentions or expectations. So instead of saying, I am going to work out five times a week, you can change it to more an open goal with the expectation that I'm going to prioritize my health and fitness this year. And that way, no matter what kind of the year throws at you, no matter what happens, you can still feel like you've accomplished that goal. Maybe your life just gets way busier than what you'd ever anticipated and those that goal of going to the gyms five times just doesn't become possible. But in amongst a super busy life, you can still make health and fitness a priority of yours and that might mean going to the gym three times a week or doing other forms of exercise. And that way, even though your life has changed and the goal that you set at the start of the year when you didn't know what that year was going to look like has changed, it means that the open goal of prioritizing your health and fitness can still be achieved and you can still feel like you are working towards becoming a better version of yourself and prioritizing some of the things that you care about. So I really have preferred open goals for my life or interests or expectations or intentions of being more fit and healthy as an example, as just a way to make myself feel a little bit better, but also as a way to adapt with the year. And I guess this was especially apparent last year with COVID. Uh, you didn't know at the start of the year what that year was going to look like. So I'm sure for a lot of people, their goals suddenly became impossible or much, much more difficult. And maybe they felt kind of hopeless or like they weren't achieving anything and they could beat themselves, beat themselves up a little bit for that. However, if you just have intentions, that can remain regardless of what the year or the situation looks like. So in saying that, today's episode is basically just going to be me going through my list of goals, expectations, intentions that I set at the start of the year for myself, which none of you have heard before. And I'm going to share what they are and why I selected that as a goal and then address and talk about some of the ways that I have or haven't addressed that already. So 
Numero uno is to, and I've talked about this one a little bit already in past episodes, particularly last episode, is to consume more things that challenge me and offer a different perspective, whether that's books or podcasts, movies, songs, etc. I want to keep consuming things that I don't immediately like or that I don't immediately feel comfortable with so that I see a different perspective and that I can break a bit of the echo chamber that we all live in. So I guess I wanted to talk about some of the podcasts that I've loved. One is You're Wrong About, which addresses common media stories or scandals or history things that people might typically be wrong about. And the reason I didn't necessarily feel comfortable with this at the start is because I guess they took news stories and things that I was used to and they flipped it. But also I didn't necessarily feel super comfortable with the hosts immediately and their humor. So it took a little bit of getting used to, but now I love it. I love that podcast and I'm learning so much from it and it has broken my echo chamber. So good job to your wrong about. I highly recommend. Some books, the last week's episode book was all about living an inspired life by Dr. Wayne W. Dyer. And that 100% broke my comfort zone of beliefs and feelings and emotions and opened my mind more to the spiritual world, how we can all connect with our creator and how we were made to connect with this world in different ways. That was pretty cool. Another one is Boy Swallows Universe by Trent Dalton. And that was just a super creative and figurative book, which I don't usually read books like that. But it was also about like drug dealings and had some pretty crazy scenes in it that I definitely also was not used to reading. So that was good to open my eyes a little bit, challenge my reading perspective and the way that I like to absorb media. And I highly recommend that book. It was incredible and actually a really cool story and just, I guess, a point and an emphasis that when you put love out into the world, you kind of get love back and that being kind to others is just important and that people deserve to be thanked is... So Trent Dalton, who wrote Boy Swallows Universe, actually comes to the cafe that I work at, which is crazy. And my boss was telling me about this. And as I was reading the book, I was like, that is so special. I am going to write him a letter and just thank him for this book. Thank him for the way that he shared his story because it's based on his life a little bit. And also just it's special to be able to thank an author for a book that you're enjoying reading. When else do you really get the opportunity to do that? So I gave a letter and I was like, could you please give this to him next time you see it? And I was just like, I really enjoyed this, his book. That was a real gift to me and I want to thank him for that. And then a couple weeks later, when I had had a not so great day at school, I came home to a little gift from my boss, which included a book and a letter from Trent Dalton. And I was like, this is just so special. And a gift that I gave out to someone has come back and helped me on a day where I feel sad and tired. So it's just a reminder to put love out to everybody in random ways, in really intentional ways, and to thank people for what they do. Another book is Everything I Know About Love by Dolly Alderton, and I've talked about that one a little bit too. Just how her definition of love, the way that she talks and thinks about a relationship, is quite different to ways that I thought about it before. So it's interesting to hear that perspective and that side of life, and I really enjoyed that book. And that brings us to the wonderful world of movies. And my first movie that I think is a great movie and really broke down some of the things that I thought about but was also really interesting is called On the Basis of Sex and I watched it on Netflix and it's all about the legal case and the legal fight for equal rights for women and it is super super interesting and powerful and I just find it yeah I found it really interesting but it also challenged me because I don't usually watch law movies and and I also watched a few Asian K-pop 
uh, Japanese movies, etc., which also pushed me out of my comfort zone a little bit. And I did enjoy them, but not a ton. But it is cool to understand why other people could like them, to get that perspective, to break my little white society supremacy bubble and to just read and watch some different things. So that is that. Maybe you have some recommendations from that of things that you want to listen to, watch, etc. that have inspired me and might inspire you. Number two was some of my goals surrounding what I wanted to do as a leader. One of them was Welcome Week, which was a really cool event that we ran at our school where all of the different clubs and uh, groups within the school were given the opportunity to create a little store and present it and promote it within the school. Kind of like an O-Day at university or like a little fair like a at um, colleges and universities and that was really, really cool. And I just wanted to continue to build school engagement and we did that through handing out little cards with like nice messages on it to everyone as they walk in the school gates and things like that. Number three, I wanted to be really intentional about the way I connected with people and I wanted to make handmade cards of people with intentional words and meaning, which I have and haven't done. I did that well at the start of the year. I handmade some cards, but then I was like... Nice looking cards are honestly just so much better. And I think this year I've almost had to learn that it's important to care for yourself too. And when you're empty, you need to fill up your own cup rather than just putting out to everybody else. However, I have tried hard to, when I do do things, be really intentional about it. Shape it to what that person needs. Think about the person you have in mind when you're writing them a card or giving them a gift and really think about what they want and the words that you think that they might need to hear. Number four, be more creative and set aside time with the purpose to create in whatever way that comes to your mind, be it cooking or drawing, photo editing, coloring in, etc. You were created to create and we all have the ability to do so. And creating connects us with nature and allows us to see the beauty everywhere. And I've been pretty good at this. I've been pretty good at getting outside and seeing nature, at drawing and coloring in and things like that, taking photos. I love taking photos of nature. And this was all part of my attempt to encourage myself, yes, to create more, but to appreciate the beauty in things more. I never used to appreciate the beauty in things. I would walk to the top of a hike and be like, cool, blue sky, like, and just not appreciate it. Or like, whoa, it's a waterfall. There's water falling. So special. And my parents used to laugh at me and everyone used to be like, can't you just appreciate this? And it was annoying that I couldn't and I felt bad because I knew that it was amazing and that I should be appreciating these gorgeous views of nature. And so I guess I became intentional, and I'm sorry I've used that word so much, about appreciating nature. And I guess it started with appreciating little flowers and it moved on and on. And I realized that nature is so beautiful, creation is gorgeous, and we need to appreciate that. And also I wanted to start to create more as an opportunity and to intentionally form a space in my life and set aside time where I could just let go and create things without any expectations or pressure on myself. And I think drawing and art and things like that really allow you to do that. And I wanted to reinforce to myself that creating is beautiful. You don't need to necessarily be good at it to do it. But also there's no such thing as being good at art necessarily because it's all just your own interpretation and it's just about drawing whatever you feel like writing words that you feel like whether it's poems and things so I've tried to do that a little bit more number five was get my peas and get my own car whoop whoop I am so happy that I did that and sometimes this year when I've felt like I'm just not really achieving that much not really doing that well and kind of getting hard and down on myself I just kind of have to remind myself that 
I have got my license and like my own car and that that has required a lot of effort and that there are so many things in my life that I can be proud of myself for just as there is for you, even if it may not feel like it. I'm proud of you for getting out of bed this morning. I'm proud of you for going to school today or work today. I'm proud of you for eating a good meal or cooking cooking some good food or drinking some water. Like I am, you deserve to be proud of yourself and you're allowed to be proud of yourself for the small things and the big and the big things. Number six, finish year 12 with an ATAR 92 or above. And I don't necessarily feel comfortable sharing what my aim for ATAR was, but I have got that. I am doing well. I am on track to do well, but mentally I'm not necessarily doing that well with school. And that became my focus. At the start of the year when I set that set that goal for ATAR, etc., I that was my main goal to achieve quote unquote well in school. But throughout the year I've had a large change in perspective and realized that I would rather finish it happy. I'd rather have a strong mental health and good attitude than achieve super highly and feel bad. So I'm starting to learn those lessons, but it's really hard. Number seven, invest in myself, buy quality pieces, invest in my fitness and appearance, etc. So my word of the year is invest, and we'll talk about that later. But there are a few other episodes, I think one intentional and one vulnerable about my words of the year in the past thing. And that's just a similar idea that you have one word of the year that you focus on, and that is an intention. And regardless of what happens, you can make that applicable to your life. But for me, I have never enjoyed spending money on myself. And this was a way to just be like, it's your final year of school. You're getting older. Buy good quality pieces of clothing because they are going to last you longer. It's okay to buy jewelry and that kind of invest in your appearance and realize that the way you look is taking pride in yourself and realizing that you're worth looking good and that it's my final year of schooling. So I had wanted to invest in my future a lot, whether that's through savings or spending money wisely to help my future or whether that was working hard so that I got good grades that could help my future out. But now it's become more investing in my mental health for the future and for the long run so that I can live more sustainably and create healthier practices. So again, if I had set a hard goal for that, it would have changed. But because it was quite fluid and just an intention of investing in myself, I could adapt it to whatever the year brought on. Number eight was to do my read the Bible in a year. And I have been good at reading my Bible, but I haven't done that exact Bible plan that I thought. But I have definitely kept active and love learning about the Bible and theology and my faith. And that has been really special throughout this year. Number nine, and boy, was this foreshadowing. Learn to be okay with failure and trying new things. Keep on persisting on your longboard, etc. And I wrote to myself, just do new things and push yourself. Be okay with being new at something and having to learn. It's okay if you don't know something and it's not embarrassing to have to learn it. You have to keep on challenging your mind and pushing yourself. And yes, I have had to do that. I've had to learn to be okay with failure in a lot of ways with my school, with my everything but mostly it's realizing and redefining what failure even was not attending every class every day is not failure if you need to have a mental health day at home that's not failure you need to tell someone no if you can't babysit etc etc that is not failing and I've definitely had to change my perspective on failure number 10 was do it afraid and I love that I wrote this one and it's been really cool for me to go back through and read these because it's crazy to think about how much can happen even just in six months and I didn't know any of this past year was going to happen when I wrote this stuff I didn't know I was going to have a podcast 
And so that was one of them. One of the things that I had to do afraid was start a podcast. And I'm so glad I did. Another thing that I had to do afraid, which was definitely really scary, was go to a psychologist for the first time. I did just need help mentally and I knew that that was one thing that I could do and try to help make myself feel better. But I was so scared to go to a psychologist and it has helped and benefited me in so many ways. So I'm glad I did that afraid. And that is the 10 little goals or intentions I set for the year. And in the last few minutes, I also just want to read some of the quotes that I've collected throughout the year. Each year, I keep a notes folder on my phone. And anytime I hear a little quote or a phrase that I love, I want to jot them down. So I just want to go through some of those quickly and maybe talk a little bit about it. But otherwise, they're just really good one-liners to keep in mind. This might inspire you to do the same thing with quotes. And maybe some of these will start your quote page. Okay. Faith and fear are both focusing on things that haven't happened yet. I think a lot of people use the fact that you don't know what's going to happen or that you can't see God, etc. as a way of encouraging people not to have faith. But you also don't know what's going to happen with fear. So when a situation is unknown, you can choose faith or fear and both are just as valid to choose because neither has happened yet and neither, neither of the two show you what is going to happen. Sometimes it may feel impossible, but you need to take the first step, even if you're not ready. Move fearlessly forward always. And that's a quote from one of my favorite Formula One teams, which is funny. I love this one. Chances are there's still a chance. So if you need to hear that today, I'm telling that to you. Change happens when you get uncomfortable. And I don't think I can stress that one enough. Get out of your comfort zone. Do something that scares you and just do it. A friend throughout the week texted me something and they were just like, I just felt like I had to tell you that I've been doing this the past two days and it's been really scary, yada yada. Talk about getting out of your comfort zone, hey? I thought that you would like to hear that. And that message was so happy to receive and it's true. I love encouraging people to get out of their comfort zone. That is how we grow. That is how we become better. When you set out into the world to help yourself, sometimes you end up healing everyone. That is beautiful. Your broken dreams are worth being put back together. And that was from a beautiful movie called The World We Make on Netflix. And also that is a movie that I would highly recommend too. It wasn't necessarily great, but it was about a mixed racial couple and the way that they dealt with that in a small country town. And it was really beautiful. Emotions serve a purpose. Sometimes knowing someone else can do something remarkable means you can do it too. I always find that interesting when people talk about how no one believed it was possible to run a marathon until one person did it and they didn't even necessarily do it fast. But then suddenly all these people could run a marathon and do it faster and faster and faster just because they knew it was possible. I don't need easy. I just need possible. I love that. Don't be sorry for compassion. Don't ever be sorry for being compassionate. Don't let your past dictate who you are, but let it be a part of who you will be. Perfection is the enemy of progress, and I couldn't agree with that more. In the hustle, don't forget the human. I love this one too, so listen out. Wanting to change for the better doesn't mean you weren't good enough to begin with. That is something that I'm learning this year, and I posted a reel the other day on the at goodluck underscore charliepod Instagram, and it was all about how most people don't become the person they want to be because they're too afraid to let go of the person that they are. 
And I guess you think about it all as like the snake shedding its skin and a heap of other animals do that. We need to let go of the past. Sometimes we need to let go of our old self and what we always believed was true for ourselves and who we always thought that we were to grow. And that is something that I have had to do this year. And it has been so hard. And every day, it means that you feel like your identity is in question and everything about yourself is in question. But it is so important and that is where growth happens. And this one I will conclude with. Live simply so others can simply live. I love that. Well, I hope you all can have a little bit of a takeaway from this episode, from some of those goals, intentions, etc. I hope that you maybe are inspired or that it sparked some of your own intentions or expectations or things that you want to pursue. It is never too late. It is never the wrong time to set a goal, an intention for your life. So if right now one of those things sparked an interest in you and you think, I would like to get better at that, I would like to adopt that and take that on, perfect. Now is the perfect time to start a new goal, a new passion or priority for your life. And I am so happy that you've decided to do that. Keep me updated. Let us know. I'll keep you updated at the end of the year about my whole year long of these goals. But mostly I hope that you have a fabulous week. I hope that you know that you are loved and that every day is an opportunity to learn. And sometimes learning means learning to be okay with resting and staying in your bed all day. And that is more than okay as well. If you are like me and this is your last week of school and you're on holidays, congratulations. I sincerely hope you enjoy holidays and that you get a nice time to relax. Much love to you all. Have a fabulous week and... Good luck, Charlie. That's all. Bye, you guys. Good luck, Charlie. Bubba doobie 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 doobie.